the Steelers by the Lake podcast. My name is James, joined once again by my co-host Cody. Cody, how are you this fine Friday evening? Oh, James, I'm fantastic. First week at a new job went fairly well, kind of. It was a, it was a weird week. Uh, I don't know how else to explain it other than that. Um, but no, I'm doing fantastic. James, how are you? Man, I'm doing good. The weekend's here. The Steelers are on a two-game winning streak. We got uh, the Baltimore Ravens coming to town. Uh, I'm feeling good about things right now. Yeah, yeah. The Baltimore Ravens are going to be here. Uh, and, well, I say here, in Pittsburgh. And we're going yeah, we're gonna, to we're gonna spank them. Not in Texas. No, they're not coming to Texas. Yeah, not in Texas. <laughs> no. Um, real quick, before we get too far into this show, we're going to give you a rundown of what we're going to go over on this show, even though if you've been here for a little while, you should know that. But also, reminder that next episode will be recorded and posted Monday evening. That's right, Monday evening, because the Woo-hoo. Steelers have a Sunday game. We want to wait, see if there's any injury updates and stuff like that Monday while we're both working, and then we'll record Monday night. Get that posted up for you guys on all the platforms, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh, YouTube, Google. even Google Podcasts, anywhere. If it's if, it, if you listen to podcasts somewhere uh, and we're not there, which wouldn't make any sense because you wouldn't know about us, uh, let us know <laughs> and we'll make sure it gets there. Um, but <laughs> we'll get to that anyways. Again, we're going to go over a couple Steelers information, Steelers news related injury, stuff like that some stat lines that we're going to discuss as well briefly here in the beginning. And then we're going to talk about the Baltimore Ravens and the keys to success as well as the injury report and their roster as a whole. So uh, hang on tight. It's going to be a <laughs> bumpy ride. Yeah. Now, before we get too far into this quick shout out for our buddy, Josh Perry, been doing a lot of liking and sharing and commenting on the social medias, specifically Facebook extraordinaire. He's a top fan. I don't know, but maybe the rest of you should start doing a little more liking and commenting and sharing like Josh so you can also be top fans. And uh, talked about so and talked fans. about on the show. Um, get talked about. Yeah. yeah. And again, we're looking for more ways to get you guys involved with the show and with other things like that. Maybe we'll even start having some of you guys on the show talk about things um, or even uh, offline off the show, Facebook Live stuff, Facebook uh, interviews. We'll, we'll figure a way out to get you on, get you talking with us. And uh, we look forward to those interactions with you guys, the fans. So, uh, again, not to say that you're anything less than us. We're just Steeler fans that we just happen to have a podcast to talk about it. You guys are right in line with us. And uh, we love talking with you guys. So, James, let's talk about TJ Watt. Let's go, man. I had a little suspicion, you know. Obviously, TJ's missed a lot of time this season with injuries. Uh, and Cam Hayward has not missed a lot of time. So I was curious how that all-time Steelers sack race was going. So I looked her up. TJ is sitting at 73 and a half sacks currently on his entire career. Cam Hayward, 72. It's getting real serious, fellas. Uh, they're both in like the top five, top six all-time in Steelers history uh, in sacking the quarterback. Uh, and it's funny, you don't actually have to go too far down the list to find Alex Highsmith at 18. Uh, so <laughs> there's not as many people in between as you might think. Uh, and Alex will uh, definitely pass a number of people, assuming uh, good health the rest of the season uh, and good health next season as well and another opportunity to start. Uh, but it's exciting to see these guys climbing this list. Uh, you could easily end up in a situation at the end of next season where it's number one and number two in Steelers history being TJ Watt and Cam Hayward. 
Yeah. Yep. TJ Watts, number three on the list. Cam Hayward, number four. Uh, and then Stefan Tewitt's sitting there at 12 as well. And then Alex mm-hmm. Highsmith is tied for 28th. Um, but yeah, I ex- a lot of guys are only a, a sack or two ahead of him on the list, I think. Yeah. I mean, uh, so. you got, uh, he's at 18. You have at 18 and a half. Vince Williams at 18 also. <laughs> no, Vince Williams is at 20 and a half. Uh, but Levon oh, Kirk- yeah, Levon Kirkland is at 18 and a half. So yeah, you should pass One him. Carnell Carnell Lakes at 21.5. Interesting fact right there. That's crazy. A safety. I knew you'd find that one. Interesting. That's a lot of safety blitzes, man. I guess though, that was the Dick LeBeau scheme, man. The, uh, the zone blitz, you're always blitzing corners and safeties and that it was sending a different look every single play. That's why it was so successful. Cause nobody had seen anything like that before. Yeah. There's a name here that I haven't talked about in a while, but it was a fun name to talk about back in the day. Kimo von Olenhofen. Uh, I forgot that oh. name. That was a, a good player for five short years with Pittsburgh. He, he was a yeah. role player. Uh, we like that, but yeah, so that's the stack, the stat update there for the TJ Watt sack race, Cam Hayward sack race, all time Steelers leading sack race. So uh, keep an eye on that as we move to the Ravens week. Cause I expect that sack number for one of those, if not both those guys to go up. <laughs> Man, I'd love all three of them. Alex too, you know? Oh, absolutely. Uh, let, let's see all three of them get into that category again and get some, uh, some much, needed respect from around the league i also wanted to give you an update i don't know if you saw this but the week after we talked about alex highsmith not having a high enough rating in madden they gave him a bump and bumped him up one more overall so one more whatever still yeah still lower than you would like but he did get a bump right after we talked about it so clearly ea sports listening to our podcast uh and and making appropriate adjustments. Yeah, and so. just another podcast update here real quick, just for you guys, so you guys know this. Uh, James and I obviously do this for fun. We have a good time with it. We also are looking for ways to profit off this so we could give you better content all the time, every single day. I would love to record a podcast daily with James, but quite frankly, awesome. we need to work. <laughs> so we, <laughs> we have bills. Um, so if you are listening, we're not sure when this will start up, but you will start having, I think, one or two ads maybe pop up. Um, that's just me being transparent with you guys and letting you know that's why it's happening. We apologize that it might interrupt the show briefly, but again, that's just a way for us to get a little bit of kickback, uh, to help motivate us and give us the time and and the uh, more pleasure of bringing this content to you wherever you're listening, whether it's in the car on the way to or from work, whether you're in the bathtub, don't put electronics in the bathtub, you'll die. Uh, whether you're, whether you're just sitting at home drinking a beer, (laughs) all the places you could be. Uh, yeah, we're, we're or a nice long commute to work. You never know, you know, so yeah. <laughs> or even more your exercise. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. Get some new Bluetooth yeah. headphones for Christmas so you can work out yeah. and listen to Steelers by the yeah. lake, baby. That's what I do. I, I pop in these clips headphones, man, these earbud headphones. And then I, I listen to podcasts while I'm, I'm working out. There you go. Other. All right, moving on. We're getting sidetracked a little bit. Steelers did release running back Master Teague. Uh, from the practice squad and signed outside linebacker Emike Igbuli. Igbule. Igbula. You sure? Nope. <laughs> Neither am I. Nope. <laughs> All we know is that this is an outside linebacker, so bolster that depth uh, in that room a little bit. Uh, probably just a move looking towards the offseason. Uh, also, I didn't write it down in the notes here, but Pittsburgh brought in six guys for workouts this yep, week. I saw and that. four of them happened to be long snappers. 
Uh, so <laughs> I don't think that that has anything to do with this season. It's probably just looking ahead at next season. Uh, because one of the things that we noted in the offseason this last year before the 2022 season was a lack of a, a backup long snapper. They didn't really have one, and that's a slippery slope because uh, then you don't really have somebody that you can call up if something goes wrong. Uh, so I think they're just kind of updating the Rolodex, getting that insurance policy, and then trying to figure out if any of those four guys are guys they'd like to bring to camp to compete with uh, Cameron Canada for next season. Yeah, so um, moving on, another Cam Hayward topic. Cam Hayward was chosen for Pittsburgh Steelers' Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Now, that doesn't mean he gets the reward, but that's the player they chose to uh, represent our Pittsburgh Steelers. So each team gets yeah. one player to represent, and then they get voted at the end of the year. And same thing with all the MVP stuff. When all that stuff gets announced, that's when the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award will be announced as well. Yep, so he's our nominee, and this is his fifth time being our nominee. Uh, Well-deserving player, honestly. He's got the Hayward house. He does a lot of stuff for kids, does a lot of stuff for the community in general. So uh, best of luck, and we really hope to see him uh, get that award and, and put that in the trophy case right next to those Pro Bowl appearances uh, and, and maybe even some more accolades in the future. Yeah, you never know. Uh, he could be uh, kicking up his shoes real good. Someone else who's kicking up their shoes and kicking balls, Chris Boswell, uh, returned to practice and has started his 21-day window to return from the IR. Uh, don't Woo-hoo. expect that to be this week. I kind of, ex- it would have probably happened by now, in my opinion. Um, so I think we have one more week of Matthew Wright, my guess would be. You think they'd do that on Saturday? It's real possible, yeah. Mm. Uh, but they don't need to. That's the thing. There's no no reason to rush this move. Uh, Matthew Wright's doing a nice job kicking, uh, unless you think that the return man for the Ravens is going to pose a pr- real serious problem if you can't boot the ball out of the back of the end zone and Matthew Wright just isn't uh, just doesn't have the leg strength that, that Chris Boswell has. So if Boz is 100% and he can boom him out of the back of the end zone like normal, uh, okay, you make the move just to make it easier on yourself on kick kick coverage unit. Uh, but otherwise, um, I don't know. I don't I don't see the need to rush it. Matthew Wright, the last three weeks has been perfect. Don't worry, I just knocked on wood. Uh, so yeah, I mean, hey, kid's having a nice season. Uh, and if if you were in a situation where he was your regular kicker, you'd probably be pretty decently happy with him. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um... And then, so now we're going to go over the injuries for the Steelers and the Ravens. James, who you want to go for? You want to do home team or uh, away team? I'll tell you what. Let me take care of the home team this week. Uh, so we've got, being that it's Friday night when we're recording, we actually have game statuses out, uh, which is one of the reasons we really wanted to switch and start doing these shows for you guys on Fridays. So we have a little more information, a little bit less guesswork going on here. Uh, so Deontay Johnson with his hip is questionable. Uh, he was limited in practice uh, on Friday uh, and did not participate in practice previous to that. Uh, Malik Reed with his back is questionable. Uh, and he also has been having some issues uh, with practice, although trending in the right direction this week. Uh, so he was a full participant Friday. Uh, TJ Watt with his ribs also questionable. Uh, TJ is just, uh, honestly, he's been a limited participant. There's been some some do not participates. Uh, 
But I got a feeling that what happened on this now that we're on week two of this rib injury is that he probably cracked one. This is probably a little bit more than bruised ribs or a pulled muscle or something. He probably cracked a stinking rib, and that takes about four weeks to heal up, and that would make sense as to why he's not looked as powerful on the field uh, and not quite as impactful as what he was previously. Uh, but he's playing through it, and uh, hats off to him for that. So uh, short of those guys, Larry Joby missed some time this week but was a full participant Friday. Same with Chooksakorafor with a shoulder. Uh, Najee with his oblique went full on practice today, so he's likely to play. Uh, and then Cam Hayward once again, that contusion on the birth certificate keeps on creeping up on him on Thursdays. Uh, if that sounds familiar, that was a Ben Roethlisberger thing too. He did not practice all week long. Uh, he always got a day of rest uh, each week. So uh, similar practice, what they're doing with, with Cam Hayward here. And honestly, I think it's a good strategy because as the season's gone along he seems to be getting a little bit more productive in the games uh so rest him during the week i don't really care how much cam practices during the week he doesn't need it and honestly the young guys behind him do so i'm not as too worried as, about whether or not cam practices as long as he's not sitting on the sideline not doing anything i think he should still get a lift in here and there you know some some jogging yeah and, i guarantee you he's still doing that it's yeah. just given the the knees and the ankles, giving them all rest so that you're yep. actually full, fully healthy and fully rested up. And allow someone else Sunday. to come in and get reps with the one. That's great. That's great for mm -hmm. them. It's great for him. Uh, yeah, especially when you think about it, most of the week, Larry Ogunjobi. So that means, you know, the young guys are getting those reps. Yeah. Loudermilk yep. and, and DeMarvin Leal are getting some of those reps. I'm sure they're splitting it or one of the two of them is getting a bunch yeah. of reps. But that's great experience for these guys because they're going to be extremely important parts of the future going forward. Yeah, absolutely. All right, now it's time to look at this Baltimore Ravens defense. Um, actually, excuse me, their entire team, not just the defense. Uh, I'm just looking at defensive Jeez, guys here. It looks like the entire team's out. Well, <laughs> it looks that way. However, you the, so these guys, there's five guys here that are just um, – actually, excuse me, six guys that were just listed as rest or personal issues. You had Calais Campbell – who did not participate because of rest. Uh, Tristan Colon, the center, who did not participate because of personal reasons. Uh, Devin Duvernay, their wide receiver slash return man, was resting. Justin Houston, outside linebacker, was resting. You also had cornerback Marcus Peters resting. And uh, Morgan Moses, offensive tackle, resting. So a lot of those guys did not participate a lot all week. All no, no game status. I'm assuming that just means they're a go. Um, yeah. And then you have guys like uh, Patrick McCarry, uh, starting offensive tackle with a toe injury. Didn't participate Wednesday, limited Thursday, full Friday. He's probably a go, but listed as questionable. Uh, Delshawn Phillips, linebacker with a quad injury. Limited participation most of the week, but full today. Probably a go. Patrick Queen, uh, the outside linebacker with a thigh injury. Limited all week, full today. Questionable for the game. More than likely a go. Uh, Kristen Welch, linebacker with a concussion. Full participation Wednesday, limited Thursday, and did not participate Friday. One of the questionable ones that I actually think might be questionable. He's probably not going. No, um, he's out, man. Yeah. Let's be real. That's part of concussion protocol, man. Yep. If you take a step backwards like that, that means something went wrong in the protocol. So he's probably out. Yep. And then you have Daryl Worley is the only for sure listed out player, cornerback with a hamstring injury. Didn't participate all week, already listed out. Kevin Zeitler, the guard, starting guard with a knee injury, didn't participate Thursday or Wednesday, but limited today. 
listed as questionable. Uh, and then someone else listed as doubtful, who's more than likely going to be out, Lamar Jackson, uh, who ha- has that knee injury, didn't participate all week. So I don't expect yeah. Lamar to be a go. I think they said it was a PCL on him. Yep. Uh, that's one of the smaller ligaments in the knee. But regardless, uh, even if it's a sprain, a sprain is a small tear. So you don't rush that back. If you do, that's when you end up with RG3 type situations. Yep. Uh, he was playing on a sprained knee and then completely severed the thing, blew it out, and was never really the same again after that. So uh, if you have any common sense at all, you don't play the guy. Uh, otherwise, you're risking uh, very major injury, especially when he's in a contract year or two. Yep. Uh, he's trying to get a big old extension done. Uh, and he's representing himself last I heard, too, which is a real, real slippery slope there. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But it looks as though Pittsburgh will be preparing uh, for the backup quarterback who honestly plays a lot like Lamar. So yep. uh, not a huge difference uh, as far as play style, uh, you know, he's going to be moving around all over in a highly athletic dude too. So yeah. Uh, do you want to switch over to talking about their team now, Cody? We kind of already are quarterback position. Lamar Jackson's <laughs> not going to be there. So Tyler Huntley will get the start. Um, yeah, man. I'm not as... seeing a backup quarterback listed to him. Do you have anything like on a depth chart or uh, is there somebody on the practice squad? Um, I can for sure pull something up here. Um, yeah, that's, so looking I'm at, sure they're going to call somebody up from the practice squad. Oh, absolutely. If they don't have it. There's no way they're going into this game with just one quarterback, and they're only listing Tyler Huntley uh, on the team depth chart. Well, guess on what? BaltimoreRavens.com. Guess what? Hmm. He's the only one. He's the only other quarterback on the roster. So uh, they don't have one on the practice <laughs> they squad. They don't right have now. one on the practice squad right now. At least wow, not that I see. Somebody in. Um, I'm double then checking. the question is, where's Trace McSorley right now? Because he's been on their practice squad before. I could see them bringing him. Yeah. Back. Excuse me. They do. I lied. They have two. I was in the wrong section. Okay. Um, <laughs> that makes more sense. <laughs> although, oh, they have Brent. Oh, yeah, that's right. Brett Hundley would probably be the next guy okay. up. Um, because oh, okay. he, he played before. That was He's a 29-year-old yeah. from UCLA, eight years in the league. Um. So he, yeah, he's he, got some experience. Yeah, he'd be the next guy up for sure. Uh, but no, looking at this team, again, Tyler Huntley being the starter this Sunday more than likely. Running back team is is deep for them. Uh, Gus Edwards, Kenyon Drake used to be a starter for Miami as their backup. Uh, and then Justin Justice Hill is also there as well. And then Patrick Ricard, probably top two fullbacks in the league um, when, when it comes to blocking for sure. So they're... Their backfield's pretty hefty, in my opinion. Yeah, now there's been a big fumbling problem in Baltimore this year, Mm -hmm. uh, but highly productive as far as the rushing game. Uh, So it's going to be very important that Pittsburgh has a good focus on it and slows down this rushing game. Uh, No doubt about that. Now, uh, past that backfield, uh, you get into what is probably their strongest position, which is the tight end position, right? Uh, Mark Andrews has been putting up some excellent years, year after year, great numbers, getting in the Pro Bowl. Uh, He's a real weapon at tight end. Nick Boyle backing him up, and then Isaiah likely behind him. They also list two more tight ends, Josh Oliver and Charlie Kohler. I can't imagine they actually have five tight ends on the active roster. They probably do. It kind of looks like they do. They probably do. (laughs) Um, And Isaiah likely was a rookie this year, uh, drafted out of Coastal Carolina. So, Mm Mm-hmm expect him to come out in some of their three tight end sets for sure. 
Yeah, wide receiver room not as scary though, right? Uh, with Demarcus Robinson uh, and Devin Duvernay starting for them, they do have Deshaun Jackson and James Prochet backing them up. Deshaun Jackson's still fast. He is. In his He's old still age. fast. He, yeah, he he beat somebody deep the other week. I don't remember if it was last week or the week before, but they sent him on a go round. He just ran right by everybody. So important that Minka and uh, Terrell know where this guy is. And, and are aware that he does still have some jets there. Maybe not quite what he was when he was uh, uh, the younger man, but he's still still faster than most. So, yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, a weapon there, but, you know, this is just, uh, again, this is one of those games where the team does not throw to the wide receivers much or successfully. So very important that we got a great game plan for these tight ends and running backs uh, and then, of course, the mobile quarterback. So we, we need to have a great focus on that. Front seven needs to really shine in this game. Absolutely. Speaking of their front five, um, Ronnie Stanley, the starting mm-hmm. left tackle. Ben Powers, the starting left guard. Uh, Tyler Linderbaum, the starting center. Kevin Zeitler, the, I know, the little, little arms. arms. <laughs> uh, Kevin Zeitler, the starting right guard, who's again injured. And Morgan Moses, uh, potentially injured right tackle starting. Uh, Patrick McCarry is the backup and Ben Cleveland at the guard position. So they have a, a fairly solid offensive line, in my opinion. Um, I think it's one of the underrated ones in the NFL that's not talked about a whole lot, but it's the number one reason they have the running game they have and the number one reason Lamar Jackson has the time to throw to the tight ends. You know, sometimes Mark Andrews isn't always catching these five or 10 yard little dinks and dunks. Mark Andrews is a deep threat as well. So especially over the middle. Um, so yeah, let's move to the defensive side of the ball, James. Let's do that, man. The defensive line for this team, uh, just another strength. Year after year, they just seem to reload this front. Uh, Pretty incredible, really. Calais Campbell, he's got to be about 53 years old by now. (laughs) Uh, But but that six-foot-eight defensive end still looks as ripped as ever, still making plays. He's 36. Uh, So he's a real – 36, is that old he is? That's incredible, man. Uh, but guy is still making an impact there. Justin Matabuik, former high draft pick. I want to say he was second or third round uh, at the D tackle. And then Broderick Washington at nose for them. Uh, so front guys are definitely some some power there. Uh, and then Travis Jones, the backup nose tackle. I want to say he was a guy we were talking about in the draft recently. Yep. Uh, was he the guy out of UConn, Cody? Travis Jones, you said? Yeah. Uh, he was the yeah, like he, he was at a connection. Correct. Yeah, yeah, he was the one that really tore it up in the uh, pre-draft process uh, in the East-West game, I think it was. Yep. Uh, and then he got the call up to the the senior, senior bowl, bowl because of how good he was there. Yeah. Uh, so real powerful dude uh, ended up going pretty high in the draft because of his pre-draft process. So some real powerful dudes up front. Uh, important that Pittsburgh's able to either move them or go around them, but you got to be able to run the ball. So, yeah. Um, linebackers, Cody, do you want to cover those guys? Yeah. Uh, so the uh, you have the outside linebackers the rush oh, position. Yeah, the rush yeah. position. Uh, Odafi Owe is the rush side linebacker, outside linebacker, and then you also have uh, on the other side the Sam side. Well, I don't know what the heck they call this thing. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, middle linebacker Roquan Smith, another middle linebacker Patrick Queen, and then the Sam linebacker Tyus Bowser. Now I'm important. It's important to note here, James, 
the backups at the outside linebacker positions here, Jason Pierre Paul and <laughs> Justin Houston. Both have best very <laughs> both have very good careers in the NFL and are very capable of getting the quarterback. Um, and those are the guys coming off the bench. So the Pittsburgh's offensive line better be ready. Uh, yeah, some and some real, real excellent speed rushers in this group too. Odafe Owe is the Penn State uh, Nittany Lion. He went by Jason Owe when he, uh, and then when he went pro, went to uh, the name Odafe, which I'm guessing Jason was a middle name or something. So, um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't look at well, Odafe. I don't look at that and say his middle name is Jason. <laughs> well. <laughs> I, I don't know why you'd go by Jason and not Odafe instead there, unless there was a name change or something. But uh, uh, David Ajabo listed as a third string edge rusher there. Uh, that was the highly touted pass rusher out of Michigan uh, who tore his knee in the pre-draft process. Uh, so it looks like he might be healthy now. Uh, I don't know how much they're playing him in the rotation, uh, but that is a highly skilled pass rusher who's probably just trying to get healthy again. So uh, very serious pass rushers going on here uh, and definitely something to be uh, paid attention to. And like you said, those middle linebackers, uh, Roquan Smith and then the weak side backer, Patrick Queen, uh, two guys that can really, really make a lot of tackles, make a lot of impact. Yeah. Uh, secondary here is wild. Um and even mm. even with some of the injuries, I'm still concerned about the secondary. You got Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey uh, at the starting two cornerback positions, and then strong safety Chuck Clark, free safety Geno Stone with Kyle Hamilton, the rookie that we talked about so much uh, last year, right? Or is that two years ago now? That was last year. No, last year. Yeah, yeah, last year out of Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, very capable secondary. Their secondary often uh, gets some interceptions off of us. So knock on wood. Kenny Pickett keeps his no interception streak going uh, against this secondary. Yeah, and it's a little bit more the corners than the safeties. The safeties, I mean, Chuck Clark's a big hitter, but Geno Stone, not the most athletic dude in the world. Uh, and that's exactly what Kyle Hamilton is as well, is a not very highly athletic, uh, but a dude with a good nose for the ball. Uh, so you you got to be careful of these corners because that's where the real – real playmakers are on this this back this roster here for the uh the Ravens. Yeah. Let's go over special teams, James. Yeah, and again, there's a Penn State theme going on here in Ball as if close to where Penn State is or something. Mm -hmm. Uh the punter Jordan Stout, uh again, standout punter from Penn State University. He's also the holder. I don't know if you were aware of that. I was aware. Uh, Justin Tucker, maybe you've heard of him. I think he has about 24 Pro Bowls so far in his career. <laughs> uh, long snapper Nick Moore. Uh, and then Devin DuVernay doing the kick returns and punt returns these days. Uh, so, yeah, dangerous man returning the ball and some seriously strong legs in both the punter and kickers. Yeah, for sure. Uh, with that being said, it's now time for us to go over our three keys to success against the Baltimore Ravens. James, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I don't remember. Is it your turn or is it my turn? I don't know. I'll go first and then we'll just remember that next week it's your turn. Um, that works, man. I think I went first last time. Anyway. I think you did too. Uh, but anyways, so first key to success for me and the Steelers against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, hound the quarterback. I want him to be pressured. I want him to be sacked. I want him to be disrupted. I want our defensive front seven, front five, front four, front three, front two, front one, all of them 
I don't care if you only send one guy. I want to be in his face. They'll never send one guy, just to be clear, unless it was like a Hail Mary to win the game. Even then, they're probably still sending three. Uh, <laughs> but I want this quarterback, because he's a capable quarterback. Let's not be mistaken here. We've seen him come in and play very well against other teams when Lamar Jackson went out in the past. I think even us once, uh, he came in and played very well. So I, yeah, I don't want to see him... I don't want to see us take him lightly. I want to see us get in his face, apply pressure, and show this. You got to remember, this is the first time we're going up against the Baltimore Ravens this year. Show them that we mean business this year, and we're going to come after him in Baltimore as well. Uh, whether it's Lamar or Tyler Huntley, it doesn't matter. Number two key to success, continue the offensive uh, drives going. Keep them going and ending in touchdowns specifically. Uh, and that's, that sounds like two, but I, it kind of is. I want to see us maintain the 10-plus play drives that we've had all season. We have been leading the league in that. At least we were last week. I'm not sure if we are now. But I want to see these ends in touchdowns. I want to see us kicking uh, one field goal instead of four field goals and one touchdown. Like I want to see that, that swap. Um, and last yeah. week was a good start to the play calling getting better. To the like Everything was much better last week. And then the last key to success for me... Uh, again, this sounds like a basic one, but it kind of is win the turnover battle, win the turnover battle, make sure you give our offense short fields to work with and make sure that whether it be coming from the pressure you're applying on, um, the Ravens quarterback, or whether it's forcing fumbles, like they've already been having issues with all year, make sure that we get the ball back and that our off uh, that our defense gets some rest. Excellent, man. I like it. I like it. Uh, my number one key success. Uh, over the years in the Steelers-Ravens history, what Pittsburgh has had a lot of success with has been a number two running back that people don't know as well having big games. I think this is the game that Jalen Warren breaks out. So my number one key to success, Jalen Warren breakout game. Uh, I think he is just going to kind of fly under the radar, especially since He's been injured, missing time a little bit the last couple of weeks. They're not really seeing him on, on tape, but he runs hard. He's extremely uh, low center of gravity, and he's pretty dang quick for such a thick dude. Uh, so Jalen Warren breakout game is happening. Quote me on it. Uh, number two, and this is a question for the Ravens. Who's your daddy? I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Who's your daddy, Baltimore? Because we beat them the last four times in a row that we've played them. It's time to make that five in a row. Who's your daddy, Baltimore? I think we know who it is. That's Mike Tomlin, baby. Uh, so we're going to keep that streak going. Uh, and it's all about establishing your dominance. Uh, so the offensive line, the defensive line, uh, these guys really got to show up play strong and just kind of bully whoever you're playing against. Uh, Cause that's who you show who's your daddy on the key to success there. Uh, number three and final key to success for me. You ready for it? I'm ready for it. Another Minka pick. Ooh, specific player pick. Specifically I like it. Minka. I like I'm it. saying that Minka is, uh, you know, he's got, Still talking trash on him, which is crazy because he's got four picks on the year. Uh, started the season off with a pick six. Could have easily had a pick six last week, but took the team approach, team first approach of going out of bounds so we could kneel the ball and end the game and win for sure. Uh, I think 
he's going to be a little extra motivated and with a backup quarterback in there, he's not going to be as aware as he should be of exactly where Minka is because he's just going to be trying to go through his progressions, trying to find the right read. Uh, and he's going to forget that Minka's just sitting back there playing robber and taking him to the house. So here we go. Minka pick. It's happening. Lock it in, baby. We'll take it. I'll take it. That'll help me win my turnover battle. So I'll I'll take that all day. <laughs> uh, so again, thank you guys so much for listening. Be sure to like and follow on all social media. Again, reminder, the next episode will be out Monday. Uh, late evening, early evening, somewhere yeah. in there, whenever we can get the recording and getting posted for you. Uh, but again, we thank you guys so much. Like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Subscribe and ring the bell. It's free. And until next time, this is your host, James and Cody. Signing off. Peace.